This is episode number 150. Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? Crush it Mondays. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, inspiring stories, and sports science to help you be better every day. I'm super pumped you guys are hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for listening. And it's also been fun to hear your feedback on the Crush It Mondays series that I've added this year. And I'm so happy that it's bringing you guys value. And it's been really fun for me because I get to go deeper into topics that I personally struggle with or think about so that I can bring you an inspiring message, habit, or contemplation to get your week off to a powerful start. And in this week's episode, I want to talk about imposter syndrome. But before I get into it, I just wanted to let you guys know that the Moxie and Grit mountain bike jerseys are available and shipping. So if you have pre-ordered it, it is actually shipping today. And if you still want to grab one of these jerseys, they're three-quarter length, they're a little bit baggier, they are available at moxieandgrit.com. And we have men's and women's sizes. And thanks to those of you who have ordered already. I really appreciate the reviews that you guys have been leaving on Apple Podcasts. And every single week I go and I read them and it makes me feel really good that you guys are enjoying the show. And it also really helps for helping grow the show. And if you're finding value in it, it helps other people find it as well. So thanks so much for contributing to the growth of the show. And if you'd like to contribute financially, just a couple bucks a month, that's like three to four dollars a month, you can go to patreon.com slash the Sonia show. Big thank you to those of you who have been supporting my work. It makes a huge difference to help cover the costs of putting on this show. Two episodes a week is awesome, but there is definitely a cost associated with that. And Roma, my audio engineer, does an incredible job. And Tina, my assistant, makes sure that you guys are getting newsletters, making sure that guests are getting contacted and everything is getting scheduled. Okay, so let's talk about imposter syndrome. I'm sure most of you have heard this term before, but let's define it. It's characterized by internally refusing to believe you are as good, accomplished, competent, or capable as others perceive you to be. Who's felt this way? Well, I certainly have. Basically, you feel like you're a fraud or that you just got lucky to get to where you're at. You feel like you won by accident or maybe you got a promotion at work just because you got lucky. And people with imposter syndrome tend to overwork themselves to ensure they are keeping up and have feelings of inferiority even when others consider them experts in a category. What is dangerous about this way of thinking is that you're afraid to step off the hectic treadmill of hard work because you're afraid everything will fall apart. People with imposter syndrome have a difficult time celebrating their successes or accepting their achievements. And this is something I can definitely relate with. I try to celebrate my successes, but it feels fake even trying to celebrate those successes because I say, well, that's not that successful. So it's just really funny. But recognizing this behavior in yourself is the first way to start improving it. So how do you do that? First is to know that there are a ton of people that you look up to who also feel imposter syndrome, and it's way more common than you think. In fact, it was reported that 70% of people experience imposter syndrome. So I have about five tips to help you with imposter syndrome if you're experiencing it. And if you know someone who is experiencing imposter syndrome, 
send this their way. I also make sure that there is a script of all the Crush It Mondays. So they also are available in the form of a blog post at sonyalooney.com slash podcasts. And there is a drop down menu and you can select Crush It Mondays. And all of these are also written out as blog posts so that if you want to go back and read it, you can. So number one, show vulnerability. Something that has been really helpful for me is showing vulnerability. And it's scary at first because you're putting it out there that you aren't as perfect or capable as people think you are. You are showing that you make mistakes and that sometimes you don't know exactly what you're doing. And you might think that others are going to think, oh, that person is a phony. But chances are they're going to respect you even more because it humanizes you. It doesn't make you less than. It also helps you practice more self-compassion when you feel like you can be yourself and just show all parts of what you're doing, not just the highlight reel of your successes. People want to share in the ups and downs of your journey, and it doesn't make you an imposter if you share some of the downs and some of the challenges as well. An example of a time I showed vulnerability when it truly scared me to do so was when I took a video of myself crying uncontrollably in the hardest race I've ever done to that date. And this was in 2012, and the race was the Yak Attack in Nepal, and I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it. And if you want to see more, I did a TED Talk about how to define success in your life using this race as an example. So just go to TED Talk Sonia Looney on Google, or it's linked in the show notes. But putting that video online was a, a really crazy thing for me because I don't show that type of emotion in front of anybody. In fact, I still am really uncomfortable even crying in front of my husband, and I don't want to cry in front of anybody. So Putting a video online for the world to see as many times as they want was absolutely terrifying. And it still makes my chest tighten to think that people are watching it. <laughs> but crying publicly is definitely a form of vulnerability. And I just think that after I shared it, it was so powerful and impactful. And I was so surprised at the responses I got because people got to see what it really looks like when you're taking on a hard challenge, that it's not going to be perfect, that you are going to feel bad not every time, but that that does happen. So you gain strength and can positively impact others through vulnerability. Another example of vulnerability was someone that I look up to. She's an awesome podcaster, businesswoman, wellness arena, you know, her industry is in the wellness area. And she puts online like all these different things about how she's feeling. And she always looks like she has it together to me. And she put online like, I'm still figuring things out. Like, everyone thinks I have it together, but I don't always have it together. And that was so powerful whenever she put that up there. I didn't think to myself, oh, she's less than, or she really doesn't know what she's doing. I thought, wow, like, at any level of success, you still are going to feel this way. And sharing it makes it a lot easier. Number two, if self-critical thoughts pop up and your imposter brain starts taking over, don't fight the thought. How many times have we had this thought come in our brain and we try and just suppress the thought to make it go away? Use the meditation technique of RAIN. Recognize, allow, investigate, non-identification. So recognize the thought and take a moment to accept it and allow it to be there. Ask yourself if it's really true and where you might feel this thought in your body. And last, say something to yourself like, this is just a thought. It's not me. I'm separate from this thought. I'm okay. It's okay. It's like I mentioned in the willpower podcast last week, whenever you try not to think of the purple elephant in the room after someone tells you not to think about it, you can't stop thinking about it. So if you start fighting these self-critical thoughts and try and pretend they're not there, they're going to rear their ugly heads. So just accept them, allow them to be there, investigate why you feel that way. And then just say, it's a thought. It's separate from me. I am not that thought. 
Number three, be aware of when you are comparing yourself and when it brings up feelings of inferiority. Personally, this happens to me when I'm looking at social media. I see people who seem to be racing more, training harder, they're better at promoting their podcast, or who seem just to have it more together than me. And it feels icky when I look at it from a standpoint of, I feel like I'm enough, not enough, because of this person's post. How many times have you felt that way whenever you're looking at other people's posts? And it doesn't always have to be that way. I don't always feel that way when I'm on social media, but there are vulnerable moments throughout the day where a photo or a video can impact us in different ways. So if I find myself looking at social media with my comparison lens, I make myself close the app. Delete it for the day if you have to, if you find yourself addictively going back and checking all the time. Use social media for inspiration and connection, not to measure your self-worth. And as meditation instructor Sharon Salzberg says, Comparison is dangerous when you try to reference who you are compared to someone else's status or achievements. And guess what? It's okay to unfollow people, even if you know them, even if they're your friends, if it's triggering you and making you feel less than. You can even hide the post if you don't want to unfollow. You can mute the post. You can just hide the posts so that for a while, if you don't want to see that, you don't have to. And I'm sure that they aren't posting online to make you feel bad about yourself, but it can make you feel like an imposter if you're looking at someone else and saying, well, they're, they're calling themselves the same thing that I am, and I don't look like that. Chances are that they feel that way too. Number four, and this one was definitely kind of a new thing for me when I read it, and I could relate with this one the most when it comes to imposter syndrome, is do you really need to work that hard and are you addicted to validation? Yes. So this was a concept that I read in upcoming podcast guest David Roche's article on trailrunnermag.com. And he talked about how imposter syndrome affects athletes. He used examples of how overworking is due to insecurities, like how overtraining in athletic endeavors is can be linked to insecurity, or if you win, you think you just got lucky. I also interpreted this article to imposter syndrome manifesting itself as workaholism in other areas. It really resonated with me because I'm prone to overworking because I'm afraid I'll fall behind. I feel like I'm not doing enough. And if I stop, I'll fall just even further behind. And then it's just proof that to everyone around me that I'm actually not good enough and that I can't keep up. And it's been really interesting to recognize this in myself because I confidently will take on new roles. Like I did a career transition from having my master's in electrical engineering to taking on a large marketing role with no experience. Same goes with how I became a speaker or a writer or even just an athlete. The title and the label didn't bother me. And and sometimes the title and the label is something that people with imposter syndrome are really uncomfortable with. But for me, imposter syndrome rears its head in the form of I must work harder and continue to do more and more and more. And I truly worry about falling behind. And last year, I I have mentioned this multiple times, I've struggled with burnout, I did way too much. And this year, I'm really proud that I've done a really good job of creating time to do nothing. But when I'm doing nothing, it makes me feel anxious, like I still should be doing something. And in David's article, he has two great reminders. Growth happens in empty spaces. And remember that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, just more tunnel. Growth happens in empty spaces. And remember that there is no light at the end of the tunnel just more tunnel. There will be no end point. You can be world champion of your discipline. You can have accomplished more than you have ever dreamed. And it still won't feel like enough. 
I've had the luxury of interviewing and talking to so many high achievers on this podcast, and I've achieved a lot in my life as well. And you can't outrun those feelings of not enoughness by working hard or achieving more. It's a really hard life lesson, and it's something that we always think, well, if I could just get to this point, then I'll feel like enough, or then I'll feel like I've really made it. But that just doesn't work. So just recognizing that you might be working extra hard, you might be saying, well, if I could just get to there, then then I'll get validated for being whatever you're trying to become. And that actually isn't going to work. So if you feel sucked into the I must achieve more or work harder to prove that I'm good, pause and remind yourself that it won't help. Ask yourself what is really important to you or introduce relationships or hobbies into your life that you don't use to validate yourself, that you just do to be you. Number five, recognize a fixed mindset and perfectionist tendencies. Remember that you aren't born with a set amount of talent and that you can change. Also realize that it's okay to ask for help, even if you're viewed as an expert. It's okay to say, I don't know. In fact, I love it when I'm in a large group of people, even on a stage, and someone asks me a question and I say, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel less than. It makes me excited because I get to show people that even though I'm on the stage as the expert, I can still show vulnerability and say, I don't know. And maybe that'll empower other people to do the same. Again, it's not proof that you're not good at something. It shows the opposite. It shows you're good at it because you're always willing to learn more. Some people will avoid tasks altogether because they're afraid it'll prove that they're not good enough. And this goes back to vulnerability. It doesn't mean you're a fraud if you don't know all the answers and need help. It makes you even more real. And anytime you're starting anything new, you're never going to know how to do it. And it's going to take time to learn as you go. And even people who are at the top of their game, CEOs of companies, you know, these people are still learning as they go. And that's just part of the process. So remember that you are not your career level. You are not your accomplishments. You are not defined by how fast you are. You are awesome. You are lovable and amazing for the human being that you are, not for what you have achieved. Achieving more will not make people love you more, something I struggle to remind myself. And it's okay to have feelings of imposter syndrome. It's normal to have them. But by recognizing them, it'll help you accept and move past it in the moment so you can internally remember that you are great no matter what. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I hope you have an awesome week. We'll see you back here in just a few days with another podcast episode.